Hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'm excited to speak with my guest today, Rob Napoli. Rob, how are you? And welcome to the show. Doing well, Sean. Thanks for having me on. Just uh, you know, excited to excited to be chatting here today. Same here. Before we get into all the exciting things we want to talk about, if you wouldn't mind, give us a little bit more background about yourself, the work that you do, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so I'll start with how I got to where I am today and, and work that way. Uh, so, you know, my career, I've spent over 10 years of my life in sales and marketing. My career started in recruitment. Um, actually, first job out of, out of college in 2010 was, was terrible. Uh, I was given uh, a telephone, a stack of resumes, and a highlighter with the sheet that you filled out, you highlighted, and then we would fax our resumes. We were doing um, doctors and, I'm uh, sorry, therapists, physical therapists, speech therapists, occupational therapists, and their assistants. And so we were like going, you know, faxing it into hospitals, uh, old school way. And I, I took a, my two-day training was uh, videos on how to recruit from 1985. Uh, I was born in 87. Uh, if that gives you any context, uh, how old uh, <laughs> school that was. <laughs> uh, awesome. But my first, <laughs> my first real, you know, job came in recruitment. I was recruiting for Fortune 500, Forbes 100 companies, software developers, uh, QAs, BAs, mostly in the development space. And uh, this is, you know, post-financial collapse, right? 2009, I entered 2010. And, then, and you know, the, the world was starting to come out of, let's not be on legacy mainframe systems. Let's, let's put things in the cloud. It was starting to be big and um, creating apps on Objective-C and uh, the whole app revolution was starting to happen in this time frame. And so I was able to really leverage that into um, a job and, and, and a lot of big projects were happening in the insurance space and financial space. So I did that for five years and had an amazing uh, time doing it and learned a lot, grew a lot, did a $5 million book of business in five years. Um, all was going well, bought a house in Des Moines, Iowa, small town you know, in the Midwest, a small city, I should say it is a city. Uh, in the Midwest. And um, the month after, met my now wife. And three months after dating her, she was finishing up her degree and was like, hey, I plan on moving to Europe to get my master's. Like, I don't I don't do long distance. I don't want to do that. So we either break up now and let's um, not have the heartache later. Or would you want to go with? And I was like, fuck it, I'm in. Uh, so awesome. nine months later, we moved, uh, across the world and, um, sold my house and left my job. And we ended up in Milan, Italy, where, cause that's where we were looking at like Edinburgh, Glasgow, uh, London, yep. big Rome and Milan were like the five places we like both mm -hmm. apply to and Milan seemed as the, the best fit. And so we ended up in Milan. And there I got a master's in multi-channel marketing, uh, coach professional American football. Uh, cool. Yeah. And if anyone's ever read Playing for Pizza by John Grisham, I lived that life as a coach. Oh, awesome. but I live watching that um, unfold upon my, in front of my eyes. And then I ended up working for a really cool e-commerce direct-to-consumer startup. And I went in as head of content and worked into the chief business development officer role. I helped them scale from 5K to 100K MRR and sell globally. So we're really helping scale. And that's how I ended up in New York City. Uh, we got uh, invited to go through an accelerator program. So I went through a four-month global accelerator program in New York. 
uh, did some really cool things in, in part of the raise. Uh, ultimately, though, the U.S. market was just not where they wanted to end up able to scale to the right way. They wanted to focus more on Europe. And so uh, I went back into recruitment because I wanted to go get like a large global corporate experience uh, and end up at a large global recruitment firm where it's kind of hired to be a culture changer a little bit, right? The man bun, the beard, the earrings. Uh, I was required to wear a tie every day and I never did. <laughs> uh was there for 18 months i loved it and i uh i learned a lot it was a great experience uh you know i kind of was coming back from italy with a master's degree and was working for an amazing boss who was 25 at the time and i was 29 right and I, that for me was a big ego check because i came back into this market uh but uh, i learned a lot in that job and then i went um i left to go to a startup recruitment firm which you know, I kind of knew it was the wrong decision, but went for it anyways. And um, it was the first time in my life I got fired. And the boss that fired me said, Rob, I'll pay you out all your commission. Um, I'll give you a small like severance package where you like split it up so that I had you know, benefits and things for a couple of months to get on my feet. And he said, I want you to go start your own business. You're meant to do your own coaching thing. And uh, that's cool. It was. And it was a moment where it took a lot out of out of a leader like that to say that to somebody. And it, I mean, he knew that it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was failing at the business. I was okay, but I wasn't the right fit to scale his business. So when I left, I started two businesses. Uh, I started Happy Day Group with my business partner, Phil DeVecchio, which is a go-to-market sales as a service business. And we, we help companies into the market and build stand-up sales teams. We have a operational team out of Mexico. Uh, which allows us to do some really cool things, and at the same, t- and that's where I spent most of 2019 and 2020 building. In the background, what I was doing as well as I launched Rise Up Coaching, which is my training and development business. Right, it's the arm that's more training and development and content media focused. And as 2021 came around, because we brought in that operational team out of Mexico to run all those things, allowed me to really this last year build Rise Up Coaching. Um, get more involved in the training development, more involved in the content creation, uh, launched my own podcast, launched um, a book that's coming out next year. So um, I do entrepreneurship coaching, as well as I go into scale-ups and help with future work planning. And then I go into corporates and do um, bringing that entrepreneurial mindset into corporate management training. So long story, but that's to where I am today and and what I do now. But a very good story. And we know that's one of your... uh... Areas of expertise. I could. I feel like I'd listen to you talk these about these stories all day. <laughs> one of the reasons why I'm glad I got you on the show. Um, so, obviously, a ton of experience, right? Sales, marketing. Want to dive in further in probably either or both areas, and definitely want to hear more about the book. So, some of the things that we've talked about before, often related to sales and marketing around personal brands, social channels, and then want to talk a little bit more about the book. Um, wherever you kind of want to start next, I'm super curious to learn more, and I'm sure I'll have yeah. a ton of questions along the way. Yeah, uh, you know, and so I got obsessed with um, this concept of social selling back in 2018. I think it was um, I was you know following Jake Dunlap, who's the CEO of Scaled Consulting, and he really started talking about how to leverage this. And when I was in Milan in 2016, 2015, and 2016, and early 2017 getting a master's degree, 
I really started harnessing the power of social networking. You know, I worked in recruitment for five years in Des Moines. I knew everybody. I was a networker. I was out all the time. I was at the golf course. I was at different events. I went to every trade show. I was a good networker in person. And then I got shifted to globally. I'm living in this city, you know, this country in a city that I don't know the language and I'm going to school. And I had to figure out, okay, how do I connect with everybody? How do I leverage the power of this program? And so every professor that in the program, when I chose it was very, um, project-based. They brought in a lot of different companies or professors to do short projects, like one-week assignments versus like, you know, one professor doing a whole course. And I got to meet people from Nielsen, UM McCann, right? Advertising agency, IBM. Those were our three sponsors at the time, Frog Digital, uh, people from all over, some amazing companies um, in the fashion and, and um, architecture space also came and did some stuff on the tie-in culture side of things. So you know, I would just connect everybody on LinkedIn. I would see if they were on Instagram and follow. I would go follow them on Twitter, right? You know, I would start to sign up for every uh, newsletter that I could find around business, sales, marketing. And I really thought that I was going to be, um, you know, I wanted to be at some point like CMO. I thought I wanted to do content creation more. Uh, funny enough, I got into a role, I did head of content. I was creating content eight hours a day. Didn't love it. I love more of the strategic oversight of marketing. But I was building this global network, right? And then I came, you know, as I was working for the startup where we're selling globally. It's like, how do I stay in touch with this? How do I keep in touch with all my prospects? How do I get to know them better and understand what their team is doing? And I'd go research their team and do all these things. And then I came to New York and I was like, I've never been to New York in my entire life. And I just moved here from Italy. Like, you know, I so said, like, who do I know in New York? Nobody. Go on LinkedIn. The kid who used to drive me to football when I was a freshman, who was a senior in high school, lived in New York. We connected. A kid that I played college ball with who was a year behind me, living in New York, working at Columbia University, connected immediately. Two different people who went to the graduate school, MIP, graduate school of business at Polytechnico di Milano were in New York, so I connected with them. Next thing you know, I have five people in my network that I had coffee with within a month of being here. And so I started getting obsessed. Like, this is how you global network, using LinkedIn, using these tools. I never truly understood the power when I was in recruitment earlier. And so then this concept of social selling happened. And I loved it. I started really diving in, you know, Gary Vee and, you know, all these different people talking and Gary go on Twitter and you know, eight hours a day talking about why and interacting. And that really kicked something off to me, not, not so much about social selling, but about the power of engagement and building a value at a network, which is one thing I had done when I was there. And that obsessed me even more. And tools like LinkedIn, which is my number one channel with almost 8,000 connections. Um, I had to remove like 2,500 of them because it was just feeling overwhelming and a lot of dead weight and people that are no longer relevant or even using the tools, et cetera. Um, but as that kind of continued to evolve, I kept realizing this common theme about personal brand. And while people think personal branding can be like an ucky, yucky, like thought leadership, key opinion leader, authority figure, an influencer, like all these things about the same, like we all have a sphere of influence. We all are somebody to somebody else, right? We all have some sort of look, somebody's looking up to us. But 
I really didn't love this idea of, okay, well, they're the experts, so I should follow them and listen to them. And more, I was like, well, well, who, how can anybody be involved? How can people build their network, build their brand, build their community that they want to be a part of, attract those into them and how to engage, like really being an engager, right? You don't have to be a content creator. Um, but, you know, if Sean's posting stuff and I'm like, Sean, great post. My key takers are this, this, this. What do you think more about this? Yeah, you post that content, but a whole, everyone who's looking at those comment threads is going to be seeing Rob's face with my title and like, oh, who's this Rob guy? Right? It's a great way to engage and it makes you look good because I'm engaging with the content that you posted. So I really believe in the power of growing your personal brand, of being known and engaging in communities. Like you can have amazing connections. Would you rather have 8,000 followers with, you know, five engaged people or a thousand followers with 900 engaged in your community? Yep. Always the latter. Totally. And it's all about having that engagement and people that are, you know, excited to be learning from you and teaching you at the same time, because it's a give and receive and you need to be able to give more than you receive. So that's, you know, I, I, I dropped in a lot there about passionate about, you know, engagement and, and why you do it and how I got obsessed with it um, and led me to, you know, being a coach on it. It's one of the things that I coach a lot of founders, especially European founders who don't understand the power of tools like LinkedIn. It's not as popular as it is here. Also, the European culture is not American and the fact that they don't like to brag about themselves like we do. We love <laughs> to be loud and proud and boisterous. That is what makes us unique and stand out to competition, but it also makes it hard and intimidating um, to, to enter a market like this. So I do a lot of training and coaching around LinkedIn and how to, how to drive and build a network. That's excellent. Yeah, I can, I can speak myself from firsthand experience in terms of the benefit of building that personal brand. I haven't done anywhere near as much of it as I should have or know anywhere near as much of it as I should as you do. But I can certainly take from you know, what you have to share with us and our audience and then use that to level up our efforts as well too, right? People have an opportunity to, to typically like to work with the people that they know. Uh, the more familiar you become for them, the more that you feel like you are like a household name or something that they're, they're accustomed to. Yeah. That uh, brings with it a sense of comfort and trust. Mm -hmm. And that is key elements, of course, which I know you know well to that, like buying or decision-making process or deciding which way to go when yeah. ultimately those decisions need to get made. So uh, one question I was going to have for you is, obviously, this is a key part of the process for anybody who wants to be successful in business development or marketing. And you've done a ton of it yourself, building mm -hmm. a very impressive personal brand uh, with all the activities that you invest in. Yeah, Other people would like to do something similar, I'm sure. What's the best advice you have for people who want to do a better job at this or even get started with it? Yeah, great question. You know, and to that point you made before, you know, we buy with our limbic brain, right? The emotional area of our brain, we buy on emotion. Humans, that's, that's what we do. We use data and things like that to back up our reasoning, back up of our emotional buying process. You know, I joke with people all the time, we can use data to tell us anything we want. And we use that as rational justification, but we buy on that emotion. And to that point, right, it's why it's important to 
have that brand recognition and, and have those discussions. You know, I've talked to many people who are like, Rob, I see, you know, imposter syndrome. I see all these people getting promoted, doing these things, and I'm not. But I know I'm better than them because internally, my numbers are better, whatever. Like, I have more sales, whatever. And it's like, well, what are you showing them outside of what you do? I look at it as kind of like, we kind of, and, and this is everyone, and my business partner taught me this, but you break up your role into a third, a third, a third, right? One third is the core things you do every day. It's what you get hired for. One third is how do you make your team better? And one third is like, what are you passionate about? And how do you bring that into um, your sphere of influence or take on a new project to grow your sphere of influence? And so two thirds of the job is directly related to your performance and what you do. Well, many of us only focus on that one third. And it's those that start focusing on that second third and that third third, really. That's because that's why they get promoted, right? And so where do you get started? Easy. You all follow people. We all have those big time folks in our network that we would love to be more like. Don't copy their stuff and try to pass stuff your own. Don't, don't be like, oh, they put this post on it. But go engage in that post. Hey, Rob, love what you said about XYZ. Hey, thanks for sharing. I needed to hear this. Start engaging in those communities, right? Um, there's a book that I always share. And this is a big, big time thing right now on social media. Because um, when you share something, it's an opinion, right? It's, it's original opinion, but it's an opinion on social. And content creators put out content to drive traffic. And so people are stealing content creator stuff word for word and putting it out there. You cannot steal it word for word, right? It's just because, yes, once you put it out there, it is an opinion and people can take that and use that. But do not rip them off. Give credit where credit is due. It's probably going to even be better for you. But we're seeing people like copy and paste and like you'll see like five people with the same thing. And it's like, what the fuck are people doing? But there's a book that everyone should look at. Originally, it's called Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. Nice. And what I love about this book and what everyone needs to do is when you think about how do you become better with personal brand? How do you get engaging? Steal like an artist. There's, don't reinvent the wheel. Find other things that make sense to you. And then figure out how to translate that into your own words, your own original thoughts and opinions. And then share that back out to the world. Citing not deciding to pan where you got it and what that looks like and how you're reframing that. But you don't have to come up with content from scratch. It's all around you. It's on everything that you consume. So start consuming things that make you better and then figure out what that means to you. And, and the best way to equate that uh, and start doing this is to engage. Go engage in other people's content first. Start writing down things that you love and then start talking about what it means to you. Hey, I saw this post by Sean Boyce the other day uh, about product development. And I really loved how he laid out this process. And it's something that we've tried implementing in our teams here because we struggle with overcomplication of our product launch process. Does anybody else struggle with this in their day-to-day -day lives? I would love to hear your thoughts. Something like that. If that's, that's, that's how to do it. I know I could talk love for it. days on other examples, but those are some, some easy ways. Engage. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, start thinking about what you want to talk about. It's excellent. I love the construct of right, standing on the shoulders of giants and then adding to it from there with what you're passionate about, right? Put your, 
put your spin on it, add, just contribute to it, right? As opposed to just taking it and trying to make it your own, right? I'm sure, like you said, all those opinions, you can use those. You don't have to start from scratch. You can take yeah. from, you know, where the ball was left last, pick it up from there and run with it and make that yeah. your own kind of thing. And then Especially, I love the give credit where it's due piece as well. Yeah. Also, I love doing that. Well, it's a big thing going around, especially on LinkedIn. Um, you know, you'll start you start seeing that, and, and it's an ego thing. You know, there's people who are C level executives that don't barely post at all and don't, and now they're starting to try to post. And there's people, you know, the thing that I look at is there's some things in this, the give credit or credit to is if people are saying things, you know, get involved in the conversation. But if you are writing word for word somebody else writes, try to pass it off as your own, and you don't have that same experience, like people are going to notice that, right? Like if I'm a CEO executive and I'm writing about stuff from a startup and I've only been a CEO executive in these big companies because I stole something from somebody else, like people are going to fucking realize that. So why even try to do that shit? Like I don't, to me, it doesn't make sense. One, two, people should see through that, right? When you start creating content, like if it's too polished, right? If you're a first <laughs> totally. anyways. Anyways, you know, yeah, be original, well be thoughtful, and 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 leverage everything around you. Awesome. Yes, sponge. It. You know, don't people overcomplicate it. If if you want mm-hmm. to get down to the, the nitty-gritty, write down the three things you're most passionate about. Mm-hmm. Create content around that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent advice. Thanks a ton, Rob. Yeah. I'm very happy to have you here. I could talk to you forever about this stuff for sure. I would love to have you yeah. back to keep talking about more and more of this because the world needs to hear it. But you mentioned a book uh, recommendation and resource. Thank you for that. Before we hop and uh, end this episode, I want to talk a little bit more about your book. So yeah. if you will, enlighten us, give us, uh, yeah. give us a little <laughs> bit more information there. So, you know, I running a go-to-market sales and service platform and being a coach and having gone through this, you know, I realized very quickly when I came in that I needed to like have that storytelling mentality, have that um, credibility factor, especially because, you know, if you look at my background, pretty impressive to an extent, but at the same point, like, people are like, well, what's that company? Who is that? Like, I've never heard of them. That's not that, you know what I mean? Um, and so this is where like having that story and explaining why and creating the content, content creates credibility piece. And so I've loved helping this. And over time, I've just, I see these playbooks and everybody wants the quick fix playbook to something. And I just started getting sick of seeing all these influencers and linked influencers and all these things and the rise of the consultants during the pandemic and the coaches. And, you know, I started thinking about what, my journey was to getting to where I was and it's all around engagement, authenticity and intentionality. Right. So I started writing and it was, it's, it was meant to be not a playbook. It's lessons on how to go about being your authentic self. And so the title of the book is called the social soul, right? Mastering your personal and professional brand with authenticity and intentionality. And it's all about how I about went about doing that, sharing some tips and tricks, uh, sharing some different platforms about why you should be using it, how to leverage it. It's really geared towards um, entrepreneurs or those that want to be entrepreneurs, really how do you kind of start building a brand from that perspective or looking for a job uh, and how to stand out. 
And so that's what it's all about. And, and you know, the, the key themes un- underlying is how do you go about building that value-added network with intention? Intentionally surrounding yourself with people you want to learn from, be, and grow around with. And how do you authentically engage? And then we talk about content creation and some different, different tips and tricks in there, but I won't give too much of it away, but I can tell you it's not a fucking playbook. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's excellent. Thank you for sharing that, Rob. Yeah. Can't wait to dive into it more. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, uh, pre-sale goes, pre-sale goes live November 20th of this year. Right. And the book launches on January 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. So one, two, three is what we're shooting for. Um, Fantastic. it's in editing now, published, it's a publisher's all working on it. You know, we're, we're working to wrap it up and get it out, get it out quick. We should have the Amazon link up, uh, here by early November. Um, but we're pushing for that 20th to have the full pre-sale so you can order it before it comes out and then start shipping on one, two, three. Cool. Love it. And please keep us posted, obviously, so we can share it with our audience as well, too, once it's available for everyone. Um, Thanks a ton for being here, Rob, and sharing your knowledge and experience with our audience. Last question I have for you for now is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Honestly, anybody, I love having conversations. Uh, with amazing people. Uh, but I tend to do a lot of work with entrepreneurs who are looking to grow and scale and really stand out. Again, as a, especially as an entrepreneur, if you're starting a business, usually your personal brand is bigger than the company that no one knows about's brand. Um, so how do you leverage that into the company's success? That's that's where I do a lot of coaching for my for entrepreneurs. And then I love talking to Gen Z and millennials who are future entrepreneurs. If you want to get into entrepreneurship, have questions about entrepreneurship have questions about what the future of work like looks like and being your own owner, business owner. Um, those are the ones that I want to chat with. My new website went live. They can go to riseupcoaching.co. Uh, I'm active on LinkedIn, Rob Napoli. You can find me on Instagram, rise underscore up dot Rob Nap. Uh, and I'll give you, Sean, a, a Beacons page that has everything. It has my podcast linked to it. It's got uh, my Instagram, my TikTok, all that good stuff. So I'm on all the platforms or rob at riseupcoaching.co, send me an email. Uh, I'd love to have a conversation and um, chat. Excellent. Thanks a ton, Rob. Uh, We'll link to all of that in the show notes as well. And thanks again for being here. Absolutely, Sean. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send us an email at support at podcastchef.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your business. Our Podcasting Done For You service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level. Hey. You, yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, We will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the first five things you can do 
what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.